I'm going to instantly capture your attention with two words, free beer. Imagination, interest captured immediately. <laughs> I'm going to capture yours and say chocolate. Oh, hello. We found that chocolate bar. Cadbury has said that we're doing chocolate all wrong. I'm going to explain why. Oh, okay. The sauce with Cindy and Daz, thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter. The weird and wacky week that was. This is The Source with Cindy and Daz, thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter. I want to talk to you about something very close to my heart. Donuts. Mm-hmm. Close to my belly. <laughs> I think I uh, am a long-lost relative of Homer Simpson's. I'll just get them and just get some uh, masking, take them, strap them around my belly. <laughs> the girls do that with the thighs? Yeah, oh, yeah. Just and the strap bum. them with the thighs. Stick them on your bum, but God, they're good, aren't they? Love donuts. Yeah, right. Well, you can't go up to someone anymore and just, you know, approach them and ask them if you can steal something out of their lunchbox these days. Those days are gone, I think. Were you ever able to go up to someone and say, can I just steal something out of your lunchbox? I don't know what you worked. I don't know what lunchbox really means if we think about it like that. Hey, can I see your lunchbox? That's wow. a different podcast. That's a completely different one. Yeah. yeah, right. All right. Well, in addition to more traditional methods of service, some of the biggest names in the industry have decided to take the opportunity to innovate, stepping away from servers and towards automation, mm-hmm. and Krispy Kreme is no exception. Mm. People I've, have got to get more creative now, don't they? I've got my views on Krispy Kreme, but I'll just share those a little later. What's wrong with you? I'm going to swing past a 7-Eleven on the way home. Grab some. You don't get much choice at 7-Eleven. They have the traditional glazed. That's all I need but in my is life. Is the one you like? Yeah. Ten seconds in the microwave. Mm-mm. They're lacking something. Excuse I don't me know. while I dribble. To make it easier than ever for their customers to access donuts at the drop of the hat... The world-famous pastry producers, I love that, the pastry producers mm-hmm. have come up with a cunning plan. Be careful with that. No, yeah. I don't know if it's a cunning plan or if it's just a very good service. I think I'd call it the, the latter. Not a cunning linguist. No, that's no, for sure. That's At the brand's new North Carolina store. Oh, that's a shame. That's not around the corner, is it? Not really, no. No. All right. Well, in that case, I can't go there. But customers who do... Uh, can enjoy a donut any time of the day or night, all thanks to a brand new 24-7 donut vending machine. Love it. Hello. There's one, uh, where's the drive through Krispy Kreme? That's just uh, only about half an hour from us, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but at the moment, when we're in uh, COVID-19 stage four restrictions, we're not allowed outside our mm. five kilometre radius as we speak. And that one is about... A I might have had a look already. Oh, really? Okay. About eight, nine kilometres away. Yeah, you'd be caught. You'd be stung with that one. But when we come out of stage four, we could roll through there. We could. Could we we classify it as uh, going to receive care? Because like we need... Absolutely. (laughs) Nutritional value 100%. Located next to Krispy Kreme's swanky global product and innovation centre, the store sums up everything it means to be forward thinking in a donut shop in 2020. In addition to the vending machine, which can be accessed from the street, the store also features a duo of Instagram tactic donut murals as well as a range of delicious sounding products. Good job, Krispy Kreme. How clever is that? Included on the menu alongside the the usual doughy discs, as they call them, are ice cream sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Now I'd have your attention. You have. Mm -hmm. And milkshakes. Both made, oh my God, from original glazed ring-infused ice cream. 
since when did Krispy Kreme start getting into the ice cream industry? I mean, that's diversifying, I guess. I but don't know. But do you know what stands nice. out the most for me in mm. this story is they are so smart. They have put Instagram murals up on the walls so people can go there, take that. They would be amazing as well. I want to Google that and see what they look like because they would be absolutely amazing. In fact, I need to find that page and follow it. You need to do that, maybe put it on our socials. Mm, that's a good idea. Maybe our listeners would like to see it as well. And if you're over in the North Carolina area, pop on by and send a photo in. You can. You can find us at Cindy and Daz on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to see it. Yeah. Brian Mind is in New York. I don't know where New York is compared to I, North Carolina. Probably nowhere near one another. I think that's in the eight to nine kilometre radius. <laughs> Uh, have they got that as well over in the States? I oh, know, but what I'm saying oh, is okay. I don't believe that that is how close North Carolina would be. Right. Although I've never been good at geography. We've no. established this. No, they're just both in America. Yeah. <laughs> now, for almost 50 years, ACDC co-founder Angus Young yes. has made a living prancing around stadium stages dressed in a schoolboy uniform and playing his guitar. Now, mm-hmm. it's so iconic. Yeah. Very iconic. And if you don't know Angus Young, well, I don't know where you've been living because mm. they're right around the world. ACDC have been massive, not just here in Oz. Yep. Now, e- even as he reels off the years, right now Angus is on stage energy, just never falters. Mm. Uh, in a recent interview with Guitar World, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer explained that most of his energy comes from nerves. Mm. He would think after he's been doing it for 700 years that he wouldn't be nervous anymore, yeah. but I think it's that nervous energy that people get. It's adrenaline. It's a good one. But the reason he covers so much ground goes back to ACDC's early days when they were playing gigs at some of the roughest biker clubs down here in Australia. Ooh. In those days, you were, uh, were as likely to get a uh, beer bottle thrown at mm. your head as you were to get an encore, Angus oh, recalled. Oh, yelch. So keep moving. <laughs> get a uh, Foster's Lager thrown at your scone. <laughs> he says, I had just one thing on my mind. I didn't want to be a target for blokes throwing bottles. Oh. Uh, he explained for his first time on stage in his schoolboy shorts, I thought if I stood still, I'd be a target, mm. so I never stopped moving. I reckon if I stood still, I'd be dead. He reckons. He reckons. That's what he said. Very exotic. A very exotic word. podcast around exotic so we've words been like told. reckon. Yep. While Angus no longer fears for his safety when he performs, he still gets nervous before going on stage. He says, usually once I've got the uniform on, I'm okay. I'm on edge, nervous, but I'm not in a panic. Mm. And some nights I'm in stitches when I'm trying to be the schoolboy. Uh, but because of nerves, I've tripped over and even forgotten to do my zipper up a few times. <laughs> I go for a pee and forget. No. He comes out there with hang the old on. fella out. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh. As a male mm. who has to – well, actually, no, not even as a male. Because if I'm wearing jeans, I've got to undo my zipper to go You've to the loo too. you got to back up. Have you ever forgotten to do your zipper? Uh, there's times for all fellas out there that are listening. There are times when you've forgotten to do your zipper How? up. Well, just sometimes you've got other things on your mind. Like what? Well, it could be Krispy Kreme donuts that are 24-7 out of a vending machine. You've got to get back in line. <laughs> Very important. Keeping his feet moving helps him keep calm, he says. Even on recent ACDC tours, he says there's nothing like the adrenaline rush of playing uh, the show, but it takes him hours to come down from that high after a gig to get some sleep. Yeah, okay. ACDC is rumoured to have a new album on the way, which sounds great, featuring some of Malcolm Young's final contributions to the band. The band has yet to address the rumours publicly. So there you go. Have you ever wondered why Angus does that um, little leg hop? Around stage, it all started because he didn't want to get smacked with a beer bottle. Do you reckon that, uh, there you go, do you reckon? I reckon. Do you reckon that uh, he's had back problems? Like he's been leaning over doing that move for, what, 417 years Mm, now? Long, long time. He'd probably have a sore back. Doesn't say that. 
Right. Nothing that a Krispy Kreme wouldn't fix. Yeah, that's for sure. We've got a heap more. I'm going to talk about uh, Cadbury. They're uh, big hitter chocolate people. They're telling mm. us. They're actually scolding us because we're doing chocolate wrong. And, you know, they've got their views. They've got their opinions. And I'm listening because Cadbury are big hitters. Well, I'm just going to finish with this and it's just two words. Free beer. Count me in. Cindy and Daz in the sauce. Thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter. Stick around. Hi, I'm Lane Beachley. When it comes to recycling, there aren't always easy answers. But when it comes to recycling printer cartridges, most Australians know what to do. Thanks to Cartridges for Planet Ark. That's why we've already recycled 40 million cartridges. Or enough to fill 80 Olympic swimming pools. To find your nearest cartridge collection box or to order one for your workplace, search Cartridges for Planet Ark and get involved today. This is The Source with Cindy and Daz. COVID-19 mm-hmm. hit us all in the fields. Well and truly. Yeah. Job keeper. Mm. Job seeker. Mm-hmm. Dog keeper. Dog keeper. Dog keeper. Now you're talking. So there's free beer for dog lovers in the dog keeper scheme. I love dogs. I love beer. Interesting. Where do I sign up? Have you got a dog? No. No. <laughs> and I lo- I'm going to love dogs if it means I get free beer. My dog loves you. Mm. I give him food. That's why. <laughs> It's the COVID-19 rescue package Australian beer drinkers didn't see coming and they have man's best friend to thank for the handout. Good job, dogs. All of a sudden you want my dog now, don't you? Brewdog has announced its dog keepers game, which will see 50 lucky recipients receive a range of free beer. I'm so entering this. I'm just drooling all over my mic. For the chance to win a dog keeper package, like, hang on, just how funny is this? This is good, isn't it? It's smart marketers. People are yeah. so smart. For the chance to win a dog keeper package, people simply need to upload a photo of themselves and their dog to Instagram and tag it with brew dog keeper and at brew dog au and explain how their dog has helped them cope with the coronavirus pandemic. Now, entries closed on September the 2nd, so we've got a little bit of time to get this done. Not much. I'm going to edit my post from yesterday with my dog. But he's not drinking a beer. No, he doesn't have to be drinking a beer. Where's the connection then? Aren't you supposed to have a beer in the shot or something? It just says for the chance to win, you just need to upload a photo of yourself and your dog and tag it with Brew Dog Keeper and at Brew Dog AU and explain how your dog has helped you cope with coronavirus. Well, you need to do that then. I can do this. We had a good one yesterday. We went for a wander out in the sunshine. One. Just on that, mm. I was wearing a hat, mm. a mask, and a pair of sunglasses. You cannot let this go, can you? And uh, so you can't see my face, okay? Mm. Just keep in mind a cap, mm. big pair of sunglasses, and a full face mask. Mm. And someone sent me a message to say, geez, you look well. <laughs> you just, you've been stewing on that all night. It was what? yesterday. Move on. No. Just move on from it. Thanks very Take much. Take the comment. No, I feel really, really it's good. It's a lovely compliment. While the opportunity might sound too good, be too good to be true, the focus on our four-legged friends is not a new thing for the Scottish craft beer, which was started by two men and a dog 13 years ago. Sounds mm. like that movie, Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> two men and a dog. So it was 13 years ago that this started. Okay. Back in 2018, though, Brew Dog created an alcohol-free beer. Oh, well, what's the point in that? <laughs> it's alcohol-free. Well, there's no point in that. Oh, it's for dogs. Oh. Oh. 
Okay. There's still no point in that. I'm supposed the to prove it. The funniest thing ever when you said your your puggle Louie was a bit sore the other day and he went to the vet and he, and he got home and I said, how's he doing? He said he's drunk. And it was so funny <laughs> when you're in that way. Louie's drunk. He had to be sedated, yeah. the poor darling. Funny. Back in 2018, BrewDog created an alcohol-free beer made especially for dogs called Subwoofer IPA. Love it. Good job, Head of the Beer Making Australians Operation, Calvin McDonald, says 50 dog keeper packages will be given away. They'll also be available to buy from BrewDog's new national online store from Monday, August 31st. Mm. The dog keeper package includes locally brewed BrewDog Headliner Range, Punk IPA, Hazy Jane, a New England IPA, mm-hmm. Elvis Juice Grapefruit, mm-hmm. Infused IPA, and a West Coast Classic Pale Ale, and most importantly, a sample of the Subwoofer IPA. I've got to go. I'm on this now. I'm well, you've got the ideal photo. And I'm entering. All right, do it today. I'm going to do it today. And we'll just keep everybody updated. I'm all over it. All right. Vote for Cindy. Actually, don't vote for me. Because apparently I look really nice with my face mask on. That reminded me once when I went in to vote. Mm. And I had the candidates in front of me and I put your name down and I ticked it and sent it in. That is so funny. Vote for oh, Cindy. Oh, no, I didn't do that because you that did. would be no, that would be against the law to do that. You thought about thought it. thought about doing yeah, that. Yeah, you took a photo of it, but you yeah. really did vote, didn't you? <laughs> vote one, Cindy. How did you go? Did you get in? It did not <laughs> no. get in. Didn't uh, get enough votes. Now, talking about having a kick in the feels, that's 2020, <laughs> isn't it? It's yep. really kicked us in the you-know-what, in mm-hmm. the googlies. <laughs> now, it's been filled with a whole heap of shocks. G- uh, chocolate giant Cadbury claims we've been eating chocolate wrong. Okay. And I thought, you know what, you're, you're entitled, you're Cadbury, you're entitled to your opinion. Yep. But I don't like being told how I should be shoving the chocolate down my gob. All right. But, but when Cadbury talk... I sit oh. up nice and straight. Oh, you know, yes. I my shoulders went back then. Yes, they did. It's you, like being in school. You're like, yes, I'm listening, Mr. Cabri. The first thing uh, many of us do when we get our chocolate home is um, stick it in the fridge. Nope. Now, I used to do that a lot until nope. I read the story. No. And now Cadbury has spoken, so I listen. Mm-hmm. And it stays in the pantry now. Please don't put it in the fridge. According to Birmingham-based, the Birmingham-based confectioners, that's all wrong. Sitting in the fridge is not the way to do it. And it has to stop, according yep. to Birmingham Live. Even if you like a solid crunch to your chocolate, the refrigeration process alters the taste of the delicious treat. Mm. I don't know how it could possibly do that. Because it's not so creamy when it melts in your mouth. Oh, Cadbury, I don't know all that qualified, surely. <laughs> Cadbury reckons. <laughs> they reckon. Very exotic. Yeah. It's uh, best to be stored in a cool place. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean your fridge. You can keep it in a housed cupboard away from sunlight for a smoother and meltier texture, the company advises. I can cool down my mouth if you'd like to store it there. Stick it in your cupboard away from sunlight. Yep. In your mouth. Mm. There's warmth that yep. might alter the texture. Mm. And when I upset Cadbury, they won't listen to our podcast anymore. <laughs> Cadbury has used its Twitter account, as everybody does, as you do. to confirm whether its punters should be keeping bars in a fridge or a cupboard, telling a cautious social media user chocolate should always be stored in a slightly cool, dry, dark place such as cupboard or pantry at temperatures less than 21 degrees Celsius to ensure the quality isn't compromised. Mm. I don't know what that 21 degrees Celsius equals in Fahrenheit for mm. our friends overseas, but no you, can, you can do the maths. Yeah. Cadbury's confirmation left many shocked, with many admitting they'd been eating chocolate for all wrong for years and years. And I put my hand up. Yep. So we put it in the fridge. I didn't want know. it to melt. Why you would do that? But it's not too late to change now that we know that. So next time you go and get your Cadbury. Now, if you go and get another, like a Daryl Lee or something, which is a beautiful chocolate in Australia, maybe that just goes in the fridge. But Cadbury don't like their no. stuff going in the fridge. Can I ask you a question mm-hmm. just on that? Have you always, like as long as you can remember, put your chocolate in the fridge? Yeah. 
So where's that come from? Did your parents do that? When just you didn't were want it to up? melt. I thought, well, put it in the out in the bench. It's yeah. just going to melt in the, summer. The ants will get it. The ants. Ants. Well, they do kind of go for food. Oh. I uh, I have never ever had chocolate in the fridge because my parents never had chocolate in the fridge. Mm. So, but smart parenting back in the day, my mother would put her block of chocolate in the fridge because she knew that we would need it. That's really clever. That's actually really clever. But what's the point, though? Because it doesn't taste as good. Well, when you've been having chocolate out of the fridge, you don't know any other taste. Yeah, we I had just, seven in our family. Didn't did. like. Didn't get to the fridge. <laughs> it popped out of the bag and was gone. <laughs> seven of us. This is my old bag. Got to eat half a block. Mm. So there's only enough for one piece each, kids. One, one little square. One little square I'll tell you what, Oh, thanks, Dad. It's like a treat. Those squares have uh, shrunk <laughs> over the years too, just saying. Uh, coming up very shortly, don't go planning your holiday all too soon because there's something hurtling towards Earth. Oh, really? Mm. All right. And uh, a BMW driver has copped a speeding fine. Mm. Sounds kind of, you know. That's your, normal. Your average speeding fine? Uh, not quite. Oh, I'll let more to get through. This is a source with Cindy and Daz. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Oh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. The Source, with Cindy and Daz, all the weird and wacky stuff you might have missed this week. When was the last time you copped a speeding fine? Not in a long time. Okay. <laughs> You've just woken your cat up, who's on the Sorry, floor. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> I haven't had one for ages either, but uh, mm. stage four lockdown has had my car uh, very happily parked in the driveway, mm. not moving very far. Just when was the last time you drove that? Uh, yesterday. Okay. Yeah? Oh, yeah, yesterday. Uh. That's just what stage four does to you. Oh, I don't even know what day it is. Middle-aged woman it's memory some, loss. Something yeah, Schnoop Day today, I think it is. What is it? I just made a day. Schnoop Day. It's after Sunday in between <laughs> Saturday and close to Wednesday. Yeah. One man has learned the hard way that good manners may not cost a thing, but bad manners certainly do. Oh, what's uh, Klaus been up to? Klaus, good, good check. Uh, that's check. Good chat. It's like what, what, Wednesday. The 26, <laughs> all of a sudden I'm German. The 26-year-old was caught speeding on the Autobahn in Germany, clocked doing 81 kilometres an hour in a 70 zone in Bavaria. Mm, okay. That happens to the best of us. Yeah. Or the worst of us. Yeah, well, that's true. If you were working under the impression that there was no speed limit on the Autobahn, you're kind of correct. Mm. I can talk about that in just a minute. Oh, okay. So... While more than half of the network has no speed limit at all Mm. on the autobahn, about a third has a percentage limit or a permanent limit, I should say, and the remaining parts have temporary or conditional limits, which is how this particular driver was pinged for speeding, something which normally incurs about a $32 fine. That's Australian. Well, that's not bad. Not bad at 32 all, really. Bucks. 32 bucks on the autobahn, which really doesn't even have a, um, a speed limit anyway. It'd be worth going really quick just for $32. <laughs> Except that he decided at the last minute to flip off the speeding camera, prompting the police to suspend his licence for a wow. month and hit him with a $2,627 fine instead. That's Australian dollars. They're a little salty, were they? A little salty. Come on, fellas. And... Uh, 
So it says here, and no, if you were wondering if there isn't a specific German charge for giving cops the rude finger, uh, there is one for being insulting in road oh, traffic. Come on. So here's the thing. He's gone through the speed detector, mm. flipped the bird mm. and kept going. Now they've captured that. <laughs> And uh, he thinks it's hilarious because off he goes, you know, 81 k's an hour in a 70 zone. He's thinking 32 bucks, I'm going to get whacked here, so it's worth giving the bird. Yeah, and now he's been uh, slung with a $2,627 fine instead. Now, I uh, I just want to talk about that Autobahn for a minute mm. in Germany. I've actually been on it and it is absolutely terrifying. So... I was in Germany a few years ago with a, I'm not going to say a friend, a friend of my um, travelling companion at Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy thought it would be really cool to show his Australian guests how fast you can go on the Autobahn in a people mover. Right, We were in. There was uh, two, five, about six of us in there, seven, maybe seven people in this. Mm. this, uh, We were going 180 kilometres an hour. And it was absolutely terrifying. But I will add that we were kind of keeping up with the rest of the traffic. And you got there quick. Well, we actually that's a positive. did get there very quick. We were going to a town that, um, yeah, anyway, that's another story. But um, 180 on the freeway we were going. And I uh, was not, let's just say that, uh, you know, me, I'm one to voice my opinion at the best of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't very I wasn't very happy when we got there because I kept asking him to slow down and he wouldn't and uh, I was a little bit grumpy for the rest of that trip. I might just leave that there. Oh, you've got actually started to whisper. I'm very, very quiet on the because I'm reliving it there. now because I'm source is a whisper sport. Fuming. Two thousand six hundred and twenty-seven. Fine. I should have flipped in the bird myself. Oh boy, I'm grumpy now. A little grumpy in the studio. Mm. Uh, just to make just to lift your spirits a little bit. Good. Don't go planning a holiday in the near future. Oh, good. Um, because there is the possibility an asteroid is zooming towards Earth. <laughs> uh, in addition to the variety of major events this year, that just tops it all off, doesn't oh, it? That was my nervous love. You thought coronavirus pandemic was bad, but mm. here comes the asteroid. Ah! Look at it, comes the asteroid. I almost pulled the headset out of my ears. I don't know what just happened, but uh, for, for those listening <laughs> to the podcast, there was uh, some type of uh, animation that went along with that. That was very interesting. I'm practising. Who my are get, you? Get out of my way of the asteroid. <laughs> um, that's my technique. Well, can I suggest that maybe you're not hooked up to something next time yeah, you want to get away from it? Wank my ear out. Uh, NASA data indicates that an asteroid is projected to come towards Earth on November the second. So if you're going to have a holiday, mm. it's between now and November two. Get out and get it done. Great. Exactly one day before the 2020 US presidential election, according to CNN and Yahoo News. Right. Very reputable. There's a distraction. Yep. The asteroid, which uh, was first identified at Palomar Observatory in California in 2018 is not considered hazardous. Right. Just yet. Okay. It's sort of a while away because mm-hmm. it's not getting here until November 2. Asteroid 2018VP1, if you don't mind, is very small, approximately six and a half feet, and poses no threat to Earth, so they say. They don't mm. want to cause panic. Of course. Uh, it currently has a 0.41% chance of entering our planet's atmosphere, so they say. But if it did it would uh, disintegrate due to its extremely small size. So NASA says, I mean, who are NASA anyway? <laughs> this is there that now the new NASA asteroid watch set Seriously, on Twitter. Come on, NASA. The way who are they? Steven Spielberg in there instead. Spielsy. Yeah. He would do it. We could do a movie now. He'd probably cut it and 
get it out to the cinemas. No one's going to see it anyway. Sure. NASA concluded that based on 21 observations spanning 12.968 days, right. couldn't quite get to 13 days. <laughs> we're just a little shy of 13 it's because days. because no one wants another unlucky number thrown in the mix. No, we'll just go 12.968 days. The asteroid is almost sure not to have a deep impact on Earth. Almost sure to not have a deep impact. Covering themselves. Almost sure. Legal issues here. Just want to just... Ponder that for a moment. Yeah, almost. Almost, sure. Almost. An asteroid flew just 1,830 miles over the southern Indian Ocean last week, which marks the closest non-impacting asteroid that has flown past Earth on record, according to NASA. So they are starting to uh, swing on by Earth at the moment. That one's pretty close, 1,830 miles. Did it uh, geographically tell us where it's going to land? Like, is it in the southeast uh, suburbs of Melbourne in Australia? We're on the source studio. <laughs> It'll be all over. I'm, so, don't, we're not coming in the studio on November November second. Okay, It'll be a messy cleanup. Um, based on twelve point nine six eight days of observation, <laughs> someone just said, "You know, I've had enough. I've just uh, had enough. Look, I just want you to sit and observe this for thirteen days, yeah, Fred. Yeah. Oh, look, and I've had enough. Twelve point nine six. That's close enough. Let's just round it up to thirteen days. <laughs> Six and a half feet, like that's you know that's a tall guy. That's a good size asteroid, but that came in and, and hit Earth. That would do some damage. I also think that Fred wasn't available. I think that it would be more likely someone named Chip or Chad. Chip or Chad. <laughs> you love the American names, don't you? Yes. Randy. Remember that one? <laughs> I don't know why Randy's the sex start. Why? So oh. if you're going to have your holidays, if you're listening out there, just uh, make sure. Now, going by... Steven Spielberg type movies, mm. there is a 99.95% chance that asteroid will hit America somewhere. Or because always. in all the movies, they do. Yeah. It never yeah. hits anywhere else. Yeah. It's always in the US. So, so I pity the poor, our poor friends over in the US. Everything happens over there. Well, that's because the southeast suburbs of Melbourne don't uh, have the most picturesque. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> Put that beer down. Go and get some more chocolate. It's in the fridge upstairs. I can't speak. (laughs) It's very early on a Sunday morning, yeah? Oh, it's been fun again. We've managed to get our way through. You know, there it is. Picturesque. Good job. It's a phenomenon. Phenomenon. Backdrop is what I said. Oh, backdrop's a hard one, too. You know, I struggle with that one. Picturesque. (laughs) Backdrop. Wrap it up. I need to go and have some chocolate. Uh, the source, of course, thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter. You can find it on all good podcasting platforms like um, Asteroid One. Yep. Uh, Almost 13 chocolate days. Podcast, the 12.968, the <laughs> podcast. Uh, you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, of course. We'll be back and do it again or again next week. See you then. See you. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of The Source with Cindy and Daz. Thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter. For more episodes, head to extrabutter.com.au. Oh,